0: gentlemen this is vm evolution podcast this is your main event of the evening with the 60 minute time limit the man in charge of this episode is the host Vic muscat and yes i did that without a script today we have alex with us he's going to tell us about limitless wrestling up in Portland, maine how are you doing today alex
1: i'm doing good it's freezing around here but that's maine in november it's cold
0: yeah, it's freaking freezing around here, too. That's I'm why getting...
1: I'm leaving for Florida in two days. I'm ready to get out of here.
0: <laughs> and we all hate you right now. Love, <laughs> <laughs> so, Vic. So Limited Wrestling, did a little research on it. It was uh, started in 2015. It was uh, created by uh,
1: Ricky Carver. Randy was... Carver. Randy
0: Carver. Uh, at least I it's car- mind-blowing.
1: Carver. I'm only 20 years old, and Randy is younger than me. Huh. Randy's only like 25, 26 years old. That's the most impressive part about everything.
0: And he has a promotion that is growing very fast already. Very, now, I would say growing. It's still growing, but it's pretty big in the main area.
1: Yeah, I would say even in New I don't know if these numbers were pre-AEW starting, but they were like the seventh most subscribed wrestling-based YouTube channel in the world. Huh. So take out, like, you know, WWE, New Japan, like, fall of 19. So AEW would have existed. They were, like, in the top 10 of the entire world of wrestling. That's how well the reach has been in the world of wrestling. And, yeah, for a promotion that started in, like, Sea C-Dog restaurant up in Bangor, and now, like, a like couple hundred people, like, I'd say, like, easily 500 people, every month now in an AMVET, which is funny. It's literally a bingo hall. <laughs> Yes, Because I was used to them. They used to wrestle in an armory when I started watching them about three years ago.
0: Yeah, because when I left Maine, it was uh, MGF, uh, MJF just won the women's title. Oh,
1: I remember that. <laughs> that was a shock because we all knew he was going to AEW. I think he, it was announced he had signed. So, like, he was in that Fatal Forward, and we are like, okay, he's the one guy we're not expecting to win. And that's what made the moment like when he won. It was like, oh, shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, but the title reign was short-lived, wasn't it?
1: He had it for like six months. So not short-lived per se. He defended it against Ashley Vox successfully two months afterwards. And then he was offered the vacation. Like This was back before Limitless did monthly. It was every other month. And then he wasn't there for the summer for the Vacation line Cup. And then Anthony Green, formally... August Gray, defeated him at the anniversary show in September of 2019, uh, I should say.
0: And he's also a two-time champion right now. He is
1: currently the reigning and defending, and he actually, yeah, at the upcoming event that is next Saturday the 13th, which I won't be at, unfortunately. I was really sad when I heard the date. But yeah, he's defending against the prize, Alec Price, who is really, I think, an up-and-comer. He's only 23 years old, but he's really a huge New England independent wrestling scene. He's everywhere. I just actually saw him at Chaotic the other day where he called me because he's a heel in this in that promotion, but in Limitless, he's a face. So I said, you look good. He's like, I don't need your compliment, you fat piece of trash. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, good luck in your title match next week. It's
0: like when we saw Alicia Edwards in that Hudson event. You know, She walked by us and we were just like, we're not worthy, and she turned around and she's like, "What do you say?" And we're just like, "We're not worthy." That's all we say, you know. And she's like, "Oh, you're damn right, you're not." <laughs> it's like,
1: <laughs> that's the one thing you and I were just briefly talking about off here. That I one thing I've come to appreciate about independent wrestling is the interaction with the wrestlers. Where it's because you're in a more intimate setting, like a bingo hall or a banquet th- a hall so- or an armory, something like that, or even a gymnasium, where that. Much closer you are to the wrestlers that there are interactions, whether during the intermissions we actually talk to them or if you're going to chirp at them. Like, there's a guy who's a heel in our promotion, Brad Church, who's like, his gimmick is that he's a BU grad and it's just like, oh, I hate him so much. Yeah, now
0: Ace Romero is in Limitless, isn't
1: he? He is one of the OGs of Limitless. And that was part of, I remember the event of how I found out about them, was a friend of mine, Brandon Poli. Um, who now is down in uh, Boston working for Northeastern. But he had a gig back when Limitless was up in Orno, And I think I got some Snapchat video of Ace Romero putting someone through a table. It's like, ooh. Yeah, it's him, Anthony Green, and JT Dunn are like the three major OGs along with MSP, a.k.a. the Main State Posse. That's been, I think they call it like the Mount Rushmore Limitless or those four guys.
0: Ace, yeah, Ace
1: Romero, cool. part of one of the most viral moments in the history of Limitless, which was the cage falling, my first event. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it was the first event I went to was the 2018 Vacationland Cup. No idea what to expect, because I had never been to any sort of independent wrestling show. I've just always heard the expression of the bingo call, hot dog and a handshake, every cliche you've heard, and I like didn't know what to expect. And it was the main event, Anthony Green versus... Ace Romero, because they didn't have that title that's behind you until 2019, so at the first how many months I went there, there wasn't a title. And they started brawling on the outside, and Anthony Green tried to scale the cage. Now, when I say cage, these were essentially four chain-link fences around a ring, and as he went to climb up, he got maybe a couple things up, and the thing gave way and fell. <laughs> oh, it, it, it was featured on Ridiculousness, and I think somewhere else. It was just it was just insanity, and like literally, there were fans and wrestlers holding the cage up because they were fearing it was going to fall again.
0: I think I heard it about just, that. I did catch the promotion at there. I heard something similar about it, that.
1: It's it was utter chaos, and I think Randy has said he was like that. He was worried that was the night Limitless was going to go Hunter, but like everyone kind of rallied. They allowed them to finish the event, and it's like really that was I felt the launching point for limitless over the last few years was that moment and then just they continued to get in big stars like the next event cole cabana showed up wow yeah so like limitless i think is sort of i mean i'm not going to gas up and say it's the greatest independent promotion because i'm not that kind of person but in terms of it's definitely i think some have called it a major indie because the stars they've gotten that have gone through there a lot of names you might be familiar with chris statlander Daniel Garcia. Christian Casanova, now known as Carmelo Hayes, just to name a few that have gone through that company, at least in the time since I've been there, they really have a knack for finding those people who are on the verge of the next step.
0: Yeah, Eddie Edwards was the la- at the last one, wasn't he?
1: He was, yeah. Uh, yeah, he fought Ace Romero, actually. That was a very good match. I had never heard of Eddie Edwards. Like, that's the thing where I go to all events here great names, like, Ed, oh, what was his name? Davy Richards was at the last show. I forget who he fought, but it was just like, yeah, people who are more into, like, all the independent wrestling knows who this guy is, but I do not.
0: Yeah, Eddie like is an impact, original, not original, but he's been impact wrestling for, like, years, and
1: he's good. Uh, he's, like, a long-timer.
0: Yeah, he's a long-timer. He, you know, he's won half of the Wolves at longest time, and went on himself, and on his own, and he's doing well in impact wrestling. Former world champion,
1: nice i right,
0: mean so but yeah but no ace is cool I, I saw him at the hudson event he was just hanging out sharing some of his friends and i was like ace can I, if i buy you a drink have a picture with you and he's like fuck yeah that's a, all right cool and
1: his parents actually go to all the limitless shows i didn't know that until like someone point i was like because it's one of those when you go to these shows enough you start to recognize a lot of faces and i was like oh hey that's his parents i'm like these people who i've seen at every event like that i'm like yeah apparently his parents go to all the limitless shows that's dedication and it it was hilarious at the last event it was the main event was i think it was alec price and day two literally sitting there talking like it's just a weird visual of this very large man i know he's not like as big as he used to be he has lost some weight but like still it was just like there he was just like sitting in the crowd like everyone else, just watching wrestling but also chatting with his parents.
0: That's yeah, so how he was at the Hudson event, just like sitting back you know, watching, having a couple drinks and we figured that if he was okay with, for a pitcher we'll buy a drink and we end up buying his friends around and nice. thank God the, the um, uh, Elk Lodge that we, at the event was there, had cheap drinks, that's all I can say because he was having a double vodka <laughs> diet <laughs>
1: <laughs> now it's like oh Ooh.
0: shit was like a pitcher's gonna cost me 60 bucks holy crap but no like six drinks cost me 40 bucks
1: yeah no the uh, yarmouth amvet they're re- i mean i don't know i've been to many different places but they're reasonably priced for their beers i don't get the mix i don't i'm not gonna mess with that at a wrestling show so, stick to my bud
0: nothing wrong with that i mean i just was drinking because um Super Mex Hernandez was saying, like, we have to drink. So I was drinking with them. And yeah, I just got a good thing I got a hotel room. That's all I could say. I think I got Uber. But that's, that's another story. But, anyways, how many uh, different towns have you been in seeing one of us? How many what? Different towns.
1: Different towns? um Only three. They've really been in the sub since I started watching. They occasionally will dip and do different things they did a crossover event with blitzkrieg like three years ago um they have one coming up part of this thing called i think it's restable is what i think it's called it's in worcester coming up on new year's i don't know if i'm gonna to go to that i've seen them they were they started out in westbrook down the armory they occasionally went to the portland club which is probably the least favorite venue i've ever been in because it's tiny there's no actual parking because it's the city of portland And then they've been at the
0: 19
1: after they did the expo show. I keep forgetting about the expo, which was huge because they almost sold a thousand tickets. I think they got like 900 people in the Portland expo, which was, I think they said the first, I don't know if WWE had been in the expo, but it was like the first non WWE event in a bigger arena since like 2002. But yeah, it was like, it was huge. It was their four year anniversary. It was a really great show. And I remember that one of the more famous moments was Teddy Hart getting thrown into like my seats. Like we literally all had to get out of the way and literally he just got thrown into our seats. It's like, hey, that's my seat.
0: Yeah, well, uh, Supermax was telling everyone to move out of the way because it was a border toss someone into the front row. And then when everyone moved, it was like, yeah. He was just like, put everyone off, gave (laughs) them suck it and and he's like, no, I'm not doing that. Which you're right, but the show, independent shows like that, you get more interactive with the wrestlers, and that's what I love about it.
1: Yeah, and like, it's one of those some of the people, they like now know each other, so it's kind of like a wink nod. Like, there's a section of front row guys, every time JT Dunn comes out, they just go, fuck JT, fuck JT, and that's what
0: we... I, I want
1: to say fuck yeah! I'm always for the heels, you know that. Oh, yeah, that was your whole thing. Yeah, that... <laughs> that's always been your thing. <laughs> At this point where I don't even know how much of your social media is character versus actually Vic Muscat. I don't even know anymore. I, I right? not I, I don't know with you.
0: I, I you know some stuff I just like some social media outlets I just dropped because I was just like there's no point. I mean, there's only so many times you can say the same thing before you bore yourself. So. Yeah. Yeah, like Twitter. But I I'm stick
1: on. to I stick to my three Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.
0: Now, Facebook and Instagram, Twitter once in a while, but I've been less and less on Twitter. Just to get, my, get myself in trouble. That's all. <laughs> now, I hurt some people's feelings and some things I say. I'm sorry. Are you, though? I am. I am.
1: I, I am again. believe you.
0: I do. I, I'm sorry. I do feel
1: sorry. You seem like me. the kind of guy who'd be like, I am not going to apologize. I'm going on the not-apology tour. I never said I would apologize for what I said.
0: I just said I apologize. He felt that way.
1: See, that's what I was saying. It's just like that's so, the sorry, not sorry tour.
0: Hey, the only AEW fans actually gave me death threats,
1: and that's where I hate the tribalism that has formed over the last two years since AEW started. It's like. There's things I like about WWE and AEW, and there's things I don't like about WWE and AEW, and that's okay. You can like both, or you can like parts of both, but you don't have to pick a side.
0: Yeah, so it's just kind of like I said the other day. It's just sometimes I feel like Democrats and Republicans. They're making you feel like you have to pick a side. And it's yeah. like, what's wrong with just being independent? That's how I feel. So, how many titles does the women's have? I know that I know they have a heavyweight and a women's.
1: The, oh shit! Karen Cross just got released. I mean, really? it's not surprising. Oh, Mia Yim, I liked her. Keith Lee, holy shit! Nia Jax. They can finally let her go. Alexa, oh sorry, someone just fooled me where it was a fake Sean Ross that just said Alexa Bliss. I was like, oh my god. Ooh. What a
0: surprising they let her go. Who? I think Alexa Bliss.
1: She, she's, I think she pushes merch and she has an interesting character.
0: Yeah, she's just like, like
1: with Nia Jax. It's a name.
0: Alexa Bliss was supposed to be Bray Wyatt's little lackey and then he left. <laughs> so now it's like right there.
1: But they're keeping with the character.
0: Yeah. But no, AEW fans get upset if you'd say, Bray, say you know, there's a chance that Bray Wyatt didn't sign with AEW and they'll jump on you for it. It's like, dude, there's a chance. I mean, it could be, imp- I heard reports of Impact. They was talking to Impact.
1: I was kind of convinced he was going to show up at the AEW show last week at Bob because he, he put up the tweet two days on what was Wednesday, the day of Dynamite, which obviously he wouldn't have wrestled on Dynamite, but Rampage taped afterwards Though I'm sure that's where the whole he couldn't have done it that day unless it was live rampage. But I was just like, what if there's a chance a Halloween themed rampage episode? Maybe it'll happen. And then nope, Mister Spooks didn't show up that time.
0: I think if he signed with AEW, he'll be at full gear. That's where it'll pop up. Oh
1: yeah, I, I mean they'd have to do it live, and I don't think Dynamite would be the right place. Now, do you think AEW is just signed scientific- well, to?
0: People like A like WCW
1: used to. I don't think they are because they're structuring everything different. They're not doing it where, let's say even let's say WWE today. They're not signing them to exclusives unless they want to. Some of the people that they sign in AEW still have the free reign to go to independent shows as long as it doesn't conflict. So like. Danny Garcia was kind of on that temp contract. John Silver was like, there was a couple guys you were seeing who were kind of going back and forth. Or at least lower card people where you'll see them wrestle here, but then doesn't mean they can't go wrestle elsewhere. I mean, I don't know from an operating income how they haven't done it, which must tell me that the way they structure their contracts are different because yeah, it is weird that this seems like they sign a lot of people we don't know much about their releases as unlike what's currently going on as we're recording the show. But um Limitless only at the moment has one. I'm hearing something big is supposed and I'm not just saying this. I have this on good authority from someone as in knowledge of a lot of secrets of Limitless that something big is supposedly gonna be happening at the next show. Whether that's titles, whether that's a huge return, I have no idea. But I got that tease from a friend who has very, very good knowledge of what goes on at Limitless. So I'm like, i show where this quote unquote big surprise is gonna happen. This is the sh- I like message my work friend who I I messaged my friend who I go with. I was like, you need to let me know what happens. I need minute by minute reports.
0: I was gonna say this is the show that you won't be around for.
1: Yeah. They're teasing they've been teasing tag titles for a while because I remember after they finally made the world cha- the, the world heavyweight title it was like have you thought of doing other titles and they had mentioned tag i just don't think they have enough of a women's division there are a lot of women talent they have currently davian uh becca the Scrunchy squad as well as alicia vox ashley vox excuse me are like the primary three and that's about it otherwise it's kind of a rotating cast of whoever they can get the book like they had trisha Dora was at this past show and I hope she comes back. She was, she didn't have the best match. It was a very quiet crowd for otherwise it was an electric night. But so how I, much? I, is the, I think tag titles are coming around.
0: I mean, that's the that? next, next step. That's the next step having tag titles. Got to be. And then it's like a women's title, and then like a, maybe a TV championship of some sort.
1: I don't know. The I oh wait no I forgot the IWTV title already exists because <laughs> at one point what's his face War Horse had it.
0: Horse is extremely underrated. I think.
1: Yeah, he is, and it was. I was sad that Cody kind of beat him quick because it was like, oh,
0: uh, Cody the Triple, like H- H- Triple H, the Triple H wannabe Cody Rhodes. Come on,
1: guys! It's different.
0: Uh, I have not seen his uh, reality show, and I don't think I will.
1: Just Rhodes at to the top. Of me
0: reminds me too much of watched it's like Ms and Mrs. Just like why I Ms. and Mrs was good to watch. So it was good to
1: watch I, but I, I stopped the Total Divas and I haven't watched is that even still on? Or did they finally so. put that thing out to the woodshed? I think they put it in the woodshed. I was gonna say good because it was like that I, I watched it for a while then it started getting insufferable and I was just like all right I'm I'm out.
0: I know they announced that Total
1: Bellas during their last season. Yeah, Bellas are looking to do other stuff as well. Yeah,
0: I, I think they also said they're not going. They're not going to make a return at WWE
1: for the right price. They would. Uh, as I mean, the right price. As you know, the great Million Dollar Man once said, "Everybody's got price, except for apparently CM Punk."
0: I have, I had someone ask me as Damian Chambers, an OVW wrestler. It's like if you had, you know, the OVW championship, and like Tony Khan calls you, say like you must throw that t- title belt in the trash and didn't work with us. And he's like, "Well, OVW, if I started from day one," and I was like, "Oh, come on, be honest. Depends on how many zeros are at the end of that check, whether you throw the belt in the trash or not." And He's like, "Yeah, depends on how many zeros."
1: And see, that's the thing where, like, yeah, that's like, I could see that scenario. It's like, that's where I think one thing we're a lot of like about AEW is that Tony Khan respects the business enough to not. He is a bit of a dweeb and I at times cannot stand Tony Khan, but at least he kind of does a level of respect for the business itself. Like he definitely would never trash companies, whatever, because one day you don't want that to come bite you back in the ass. Now he'll do it for WWE because that's a different, like, that's different um, apples to oranges. But yeah, he's not going to like have them do anything with like limitless or chaotic beyond Blitzkrieg. None of these. He's not going to expect that because an important feeder system for AW and WWE is these independent shows.
0: You think WWE is like just a totally different level now? It's not even professional wrestling.
1: It's just an entertainment company that happens to feature some element of sports.
0: That's what
1: I think. Like, you've reached that level where any other company would be in free fall because of, like, everything going up. But they're turning in, like, record like profits right now, I mean, because like, they're cutting a lot of talent. But, like, it, it doesn't really matter who they can put out there. They have Roman Reigns. They have Key Lynch, They have Seth They have their top billers that pushes the tickets and the merchandise. Everything else on the show is interchangeable.
0: Yeah, it is. But I also think that Roman Reigns being dominant for this long is a little. It's
1: little. old school, though, when you think about it. I mean, once the truly dominating world champion outside of Brock Lesnar?
0: He's, not even, he's a universal champion, not a world champion.
1: That's right. Even bigger than the world, the universe.
0: I mean, it's just like, uh, okay, you know. So, like, for a women's event, how much are you for a ticket? How much do you usually spend?
1: So I try to always go for front row, which is 40, but that literally sells out in a minute, mainly because there's only about, like, I think only about 40 front row seats. But general admission goes for about 20, 25 bucks, and there's really no bad seat in the house there. You know, if if you're lucky enough to get in that first kind of, we'll call it the circle where ringside is, it's only three, four rows deep. You're not that far away. And at farthest, when it's, like, the runway like the uh, the entrance ramp or on the other side it's only like 10 really there's no bad seats there. And it's a nice I, I really think the Amvet have really come around to being the best venue other than the bathroom situation, which is just essentially I think a single stall and a urinal for the men's bathroom. Which, you know, that's it's literally the reverse of everywhere else in society where the men's bathroom is longer than the women's bathroom, which is an independent wrestling show.
0: Well, it's not like we go there for the bathrooms, you go there for the entertainment.
1: Uh, well, yeah, I know. What I'm saying that's like if I had to, like that's me being a nitpicking asshole. But like, no, everything else is parking in, or in the area. So it's not like a Portland club where you have to find street parking somewhere and then just walk. Or the Armory was pretty good in every other aspect. I think it was just one of those, I don't remember what it was about the Armory I didn't like, but maybe this one's just because it didn't have like a full service bar. Yeah. So the Envet's kind of really been a great home and Randy loves to work with them and they seem to love working with him. That's why they seemingly am giving him the venue at least once a month, if not every three weeks now. So is there
0: like, like opportunities to get autographs there, like, like an mission?
1: Yes. So there is a about 30 minute period beforehand, not that every wrestler is there beforehand, but there is also a, I'd say like a 15, 20 minute intermission and all the guys usually show up there, like whether one of their tables on the outside or right at ringside, they'll have their gym bag with the t-shirts or the, uh, the eight by tens. But yeah, there is plenty of opportunities to get autographs, pictures, et cetera and everyone's very personable it's, it's, it's a very good crowd and I I would argue that just the energy at a Limitless show is one of the best I, it's up there with like a WWE show Like it's passionate fans and yeah with the exception of a handful of matches even like the most dull of matches gets a reaction so it's you not like you're just me- kind of sitting there like oh this is quiet and awkward I'm going to look at my phone for a minute
0: you think a lot of people would say that you know like wrestling's fake and all that stuff their mind, a lot of them, their mind would change if they went to, like, an independent show When you see how thin their real real, plywood is. Or just
1: seeing people, like, just getting, like, thrown onto uh, what is essentially like the floor of your high school gym, or what was it we had in one of the matches? An Art of Canvas death match where a wrestler, a female wrestler, got thrown onto a door with barbed wire. They have death matches there, not often. The had do before I believe it was fans brings the weapons match, and then also which featured a very dangerous light tube spot. But otherwise, they don't usually dabble with the death match side of things. They will have sometimes like no disqualification or stuff like that. But they've never had matches. They've had a couple unsanctioned matches which have been hellaciously good.
0: Oh, so they just have kind of like the unsanctioned matches, and they bring up some things out that's like the shocker, and they use them, and that's it.
1: Yeah, but I mean, yeah, it's they—they're it's, it, definitely not like GCW or oh god, what's the really barbaric one? The one that CZW—that was what I was trying to think of. They're not on that level of like extreme. They're definitely more of like what's well, the word I want to use? They're definitely more like your more traditional sports entertainment style, with occasionally having some like bigger spots involving like door they don't have tables it's the funniest thing it's always doors
0: <laughs> uh, i guess maybe doors are harder i don't know
1: or it's probably i bet you it's just a cost thing more than anything else like i don't know how like easily you can get those wrestling tables versus hey here's a, a door you can go get at lowe's home depot Especially
0: this freaking world that we live in right now. You know, who
1: knows? Yeah, all the uh, all the wrestling tables are currently sitting in the Pacific trying to get into the port.
0: And that, that's gonna be the uprise of this country when they go like, okay, you can like block our iPhones or whatever, chips or what, but wrestling tables, okay, that's it. That, that's, <laughs> that's it now. The line. <laughs> that's it. Now now we're gonna start a civil war. So I was like, you catch the XPW event coming up Sunday.
1: What was that? Yeah, res- the Rebirth of XPW. I, I hadn't heard about this. I know they had the Dark Side of the Ring, which I haven't seen yet. I have it downloaded and I was going to watch it at some point. I just love the clip where it was like, meanwhile, on the other side of the venue, chaos was going on. And it's, oh God, who's the really insane guy from ECW? Original ECW. I forget really- his name. Black guy. New Jack. People. New Jack. Thank you. It's like we're beating the shit out of them <laughs> it's just like i didn't see anything else from the xpw yet i know of it and its history from there was a redditor who used to like rehash dave Meltzer newsletters week by week from like 1988 to like 2002 and it was very fascinating to like essentially read week to week the monday night wars kind of going through that and he was talking about xpw like how it was founded. i was like that's interesting
0: yeah now they're doing a rebirth they're relaunching everything. Sunday night on Fight Network,
1: it's like a twenty
0: dollar event. I might, I might get it.
1: Any names I'm on at.
0: that? Uh, they had Brian, the Brian Cage wrestling.
1: Oh shit! Okay, I
0: know T TJP and a couple other. Like, okay, so TJP is like more of a Impact New Japan type guy.
1: and, and other controversial opinions he holds on the Twitter. He,
0: he's what he's an
1: asshole on twitter he's a mask hole or the opposite I, I forget which side is which with the insults when it comes to this pandemic we've been living in for the last year and a half almost two years now no, i don't follow him i don't I, maybe i should i i don't follow i don't follow him anymore because many reasons but like i think just i remember like you know you, you don't always have to follow people to see their opinions on anything. Like I don't follow Disco Inferno or whatever the hell he goes by these days, but I still see his stuff every once in a while. It bleeds through.
0: And after a while, people are just sick and tired of people being assholes. Like I
1: stopped following Dave Meltzer. No, I've muted him. Him and Brian. I think Brian Alvarez. I don't think. I, yeah, I think I muted both of them
0: because hey, I got Brian. sick
1: of. I hated having the fact that I literally was on his Twitter account at four twenty every Thursday it's just times are different you no know, monday night wars or something
0: and trying to resurrect them for the wednesday night wars where technology's different everything's different the, the way we
1: consume media or just life in general is different than it was in
0: 1999
1: and i think the problem is we still kind of gravitate towards it's the only thing we have hard data we don't have streaming numbers of like well i mean we could probably do a twitter thing of who is tweeted about more during this time but that's such an impossible metric to cat capture because like unless you're using or aw how do you know what i'm tweeting about if i just write dango yeah yeah, there you (laughs) go i've seen him a couple times he was he showed up at a limitless event though he wrestled up in herman because limitless started redoing trying to go back to the roots of having a second show that's kind of like secondary. It's not the primary show, but it's a show that happens. And Dirty Dango, I think fought in the six-man tag with Ace Romero and Anthony Green.
0: Yeah, I heard Dirty Dango was wrestling at Limitless. I mean, you guys get a lot of good guys there.
1: Well, Dango is I, mean, I don't know.
0: I mean, what he guys like, you... lives
1: in South Portland.
0: I heard that. I, heard... I didn't hear South Portland, but I heard he lived in Maine.
1: And apparently funny enough, a old coworker of mine from the candy store who works at Lowe's now ran into dango and like mentioned that he was wrestling in Massachusetts, so yeah, I think he like has i want to say it's like a contracting business or something in here in Maine, but sort of just one of those on the weekends he'll go wrestle, and during the week he has he has his main gig, ha, ah, get it. <laughs> For probably his income.
0: <laughs> well, it's good to see him, you know, still wrestling because a lot of guys, you know, just fade away after they get cut by WWE.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, well, I almost think as much as it sucks watching a lot of people who have high money energy, like, well, you as long as great Anthony Green, he was signed with them for about oh, how long was he signed for? About a year. And he had he he lived in Massachusetts, so he uprooted his entire life and moved to Orlando. And then you think this is your secure gig because usually you at least got through your contract, but now in recent years it's no longer guaranteed. And it's like, well, I just dedicated my entire life to this one place and now I'm being told, not necessarily go screw, but just your services are no longer in need. It's like, well some going back to Massachusetts or wherever people like mia yim or others so i think mia yim now is like based in orlando at this point but like some of these people here i'm just gonna throw a random name trey baxter they at least can use that opportunity of hey i still carries some weight of former wwe star so and so it helps it helps the promotions. Like that was one thing Randy was really good at. He would get people right as they got released, or just left whatever contract before they signed their next bigger contracts. Like he was supposed to get Shelton Benjamin, but I think something happened with the physical that he was unable to perform at Limitless. We were supposed to get Hurricane, but like we've had Tommy Dreamer a couple times. We got Sean Spears show up controversially, right after he busted Rhodes' skull. I remember Memories. That. The good old days. I,
0: you know, know. The thing, I the thing that I got really, that's really t- probably like more, one of many things that pisses me off about WWE is like, all right, you want to release, but don't put the 90 day clause, you know, no compete.
1: The, the, no, the no compete clause, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's con- that right there is like, come on.
1: Though, the one thing is they clearly don't want any of these people. I don't know how many of the people that have been released this evening will show up in AEW, but you don't want them coming into full gear.
0: No. Not at all.
1: So Poor Johnny <laughs> Drip Drip. <laughs> I forget about that game because I don't watch Raw all the time, but I like. It's still like, oh yeah, he, he's Johnny Drip Drip.
0: You know what? A couple of weeks ago I saw Raw first time in like months. And I literally fell asleep halfway through
1: it. I, I mean, you and I will have disagreements. The Boston show was great. I don't know how much of it was just the being there, being in the crowd. The Boston crowd was behind literally everything. Dewdrop got a reaction. Dewdrop. That. that was the kind of show we were. Yeah, like literally, like every part of the show. Um, Alexa Bliss is inanimate. Like I'm sorry, Charlotte's cursed doll thing. Charlie got a chance sorry my echo doc keeps talking to me when i refer to bliss so i keep forgetting that. no worries but like <laughs> jeff bezos if you're listening he is he's already listening but like yeah everything in that boston show got a great reaction and of course it was capped off with biggie winning
0: oh you were there that's right
1: yeah it was it was just and i'm never gonna forget I believe he's only like the 52nd or 53rd person to ever win the title. So it's like, that was a moment. Yeah, Plus, man. I mean, how many money in the ca- bank cash mat cashes have there been? The concept's only been around for like 15 years. So that was in itself an election of seeing the cash in and then seeing him win.
0: I mean, I still remember when I was at Venges in 2004 when Edge beat Orton for the Aircon championship. Seeing the WWE title change hands must have been
1: something. I know because I yeah this uh, this is only like my third or fourth WWE event I've been to live outside of house shows and yeah I've just I've never I don't think I've seen I don't know if I've seen any titles change hands because I've only been to one pay-per-view and it wasn't exactly the most eventful one other than Jinder not being champion anymore which is just like he's out of my life my nightmare of 2017 other than dealing with you being the heel to my face is over. <laughs> and all the times we used to argue about Jinder Mahal. Oh,
0: Jinder Mahal wasn't that bad of a champion.
1: He was really... It was just the writing. That's all it was. It's a well, I, well, yeah, that's a lot of... Well, that's the thing. I'm not saying that Jinder Mahal inherently is not talented. I think also he doesn't have a great in-ring set in terms of performer. But no, it was the writing. Like when... Stupid, like racist thing of laughing about the Shinsuke Nakamura. It was just like, come on, guys, can't we like aim a little higher with our like promos or laughing at stuff?
0: Yeah, they like no, but you know that's the way they are. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> <it's just
1: laughs> like no. Right.
0: But then again, they got fifty-five million dollars from going to Saudi Arabia. So what? What do I know?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, they they are getting more females to. uh they're getting a the fact they got a triple threat women's match was insane. I was like, I know they've had a match there before, but I was like, I mean, again, it's not to me say that Saudi Arabia is truly progressive. I feel like a lot of it is WWE kind of shoehorning it in there. It's not necessarily at the request of the prince.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I've been, um, I interviewed someone who uh, was a referee in Finland and was saying that in Finland, professional wrestlers don't get paid. They do and, it for the love and the sport and everything like that. Yeah, they can have like a different promotion come in and say like, "You want to sign with us?" and they'll get paid. But they just in terms of
1: what, like the stuff, like uh, what's the equivalent of what we what we see in our local halls? Apparently, in Finland, they make they don't get paid.
0: Yeah, and they do. Uh, and they don't have women's championships. They have like they give the women the opportunity for the heavyweight championship or tag team titles. Into gender tag teams can compete for them. It's really interesting. I mean, something new. So yeah, well,
1: like, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I'll say Chris Stat. I think was supposed to be in the main event of the next Limitless show that before everything got turned upside down by the pandemic. I remember the last show before February 2020 was it was Dirty Daddy Chris Dickinson versus Anthony Green, and they t- and they basically had set it up Chris Stat versus Anthony Green, and then. The whole world just shut down.
0: Yeah, this Yeah, I think, yeah.
1: I mean, I got my vaccinations by shake my head at the whole situation. I even got my booster. Hashtag working for the hospital pays off.
0: Hey, I got my I was one of the first lines around here to get my vaccine vaccination because I
1: was in the pissing contest here, but here we go. I was in the first percentage of all Americans that got vaccinated. Our hospital will start, let us get vaccinated like December, early de- like late December. I was like, I got my first shot on like New Year's Eve.
0: Huh, and I was
1: fully just... vaccinated. by. <laughs> so you beat me by 11 days. <laughs> I, know, I said, you know, yeah, a couple of days. Yeah, we were all very fortunate because my mom was administering shots at places. And so she got her, she was the second one. Then my, my sister and dad got their shots <laughs> a month before everyone else because it was when you'd always hear the story of, hey, we got these extras if so we can make it down to this venue in the next like 30 minutes. So it was like, yeah, we, we were like the lucky ones or we were the only families that are fully vaccinated before it was public.
0: Now, being a volunteer in the fire department it has its perks sometimes.
1: See, there you go. Working in public safety or in my case, working in healthcare, you know, it all it, it all comes around somewhere.
0: Yeah, because they were just like, you know, we know you're volunteers, but you want, we had to have a special code to get our shots. He said, you want the code? And of course, Heather said, yeah. And she said, you say, what do you think about getting vaccinations? I said, I want to talk to my doctor. She said, great. You, your appointment is 110 Thursday. And I'm like, <laughs> I was like, okay, that's, you know, that's the universe saying, shut up and get your damn shot. Okay. And I was there, all smiles. And that was it. Quick, uh, but anyway,
1: you're bringing it back, not about vaccinations, but about more fun things. What was your question?
0: Oh, um, who do you what independent stars would you like to see on women's wrestling, even for an event?
1: What, like you mean like people I haven't seen yet, or like
0: anybody have seen yet that you love to see them come on.
1: Um, well, I'd love to see AJ Gray. He's the one I follow on Twitter. He's more of a deathmatch wrestler, but he obviously branches out. But I follow him on Twitter and Rich Homie Juice. He's a great, he's a great follow, a bit horny on the timeline, but bonk. But he's fun. It's been a few years since I've seen Thick Mama Pump Jordan Gray. She was at like the first event. I'd love to see her come back. See, and that's the thing is where I kind of in the outskirts of falling independent wrestling the last few years because of Limitless and then everyone's supporting everyone but I'm like I can't think of many other people on the independent scene that I haven't seen that I want to I don't know maybe any maybe any of the guys from Ring of Honor who are going to be like on the scene now with everything that's going on Yeah, I'd love to see the Briscoes come up for just a one-off
0: what do you think about the whole Ring of Honor situation
1: it's Sinclair broadcasting I'm not surprised
0: and I'm hearing that AEW bought part of it. I been
1: hearing all sorts of... The only thing I, I mean, know, I think they, just, they shouldn't try to rehash it because it's just, it's never going to capture what Ring of Honor was. And I obviously have not watched a lot of Ring of Honor, whether the heyday of the early to mid-2000s to whatever it's been the last few years does essentially... on after wrestling at 11 o'clock on a Friday night in our market. I don't know about you. As well as also, I think it used to be on Nessen back when we used to get that RIP YouTube TV. But, I mean, it sucks, but I think it's just one of those Ring of Honor survived in the ecosystem. But AEW kind of safened a lot of that hardcore fan base. Not that they also don't have diehards or want to watch both, but I think it was one of those, it survived in the world with just impact. But AEW is just too big for them to like be able to sustain themselves as a promotion plus they're being run by a comp- a broadcasting company that cares more about television itself than wrestling do
0: you think ring of honor is done for or you think they'll come back
1: <sighs> i mean they keep saying supposedly what in the spring of 22 or something there's going to be something some sort of reimagining but they're cutting everyone why would they release everyone if they were going to have i mean i think it'll come back in what capacity who's to say i, mean, I just its was i just wish they would let the name retire they would i wish they would sell off the library whether ww would buy it up or if aew somehow manages to get their hands on it i just wish they would sell it to one of the two essentially major distributors or well, it's ted turner just wants to buy it just to piss off vince mcmahon let ted turner buy the library you know Just i want someone else to just Essentially, own the rights to Ring of Honor. I don't want it to be held by Sinclair, which I'm not going to get into my thoughts about Sinclair on this podcast because I have some thoughts. Well, if as only, they are the local, as they are the owner of the CBS affiliate here in the Portland area.
0: Oh, that's even worse. Okay, that's okay.
1: Yeah, I, I don't watch. I don't watch WGME Channel 13, but yeah,
0: I don't think they'll come back as ROH 2.0. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was like the groovy, like rainbow, like yeah, not, groovy, groovy, the... not rainbow tie dye colors. That's what killed me even more. about the tie dye, the colors, and everything. I was like, oh, God, but I mean, you have to yeah. admit, the Dexter Loomis thing is so fantastic.
0: I mean, I saw the Halloween Havoc, and it was you know, it had some good points, it had some bad points, but it was all right. you know,
1: speaking of things that we manifested years ago when we when you and I started doing any form of podcasting, remember how I said, like. They really need to start using the names of like all their old IP that they're just sitting on. I'm glad they're finally doing that in some way. Like they're using the Great American Bash, Halloween Havoc, yeah, stuff like that. Like I'm glad they're doing stuff like that. Like again, what's the b- most powerful thing in all wrestling? Nostalgia.
0: I would agree because watching Halloween Havoc, only reason I pretty much watched it was I remembered the '89 and '90 Halloween Havoc when it was a big deal, and they brought it back, and I was like, okay well, I'll catch this, see how bad it's gotten. And it actually was, it could pleasantly surprise me. It wasn't a waste of time.
1: Yeah. No, there's parts about NXT that are good. There's parts that I still wish they, I, I just wish they didn't have to be shoehorned into WWE because I love the binge model, where I could have just, even if like it was pre-taped and we knew the results, because they taped four shows in a, in a night, it was nice, like, binging through, like, right before a takeover, just the one-hour episodes. They were easy to follow.
0: I just think the old NXT was better. You could
1: kind of go back to that. I wish they didn't have to do two hours of live TV every week.
0: But the old NXT was better. Come on, you got to admit that.
1: No, I. that's what I'm saying. I wish they could go back to that style of the one-hour NXTs. That was when they were at their peak.
0: Because it didn't burn people out. Like, AEW with their Monday night show, Tuesday night show, they have Dynamite, Rampage. It's just I, yeah. Come on, guys. I only got so many hours of the week to watch wrestling.
1: Well, and that's the thing where with at least Dark and uh, Dark Elevation, which I kind of laughed at when it was like the fact that literally they have just had two shows the same name. It's like, well, at least they're on YouTube, so you can kind of just wait till a night when you just watch all the wrestling.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: By the way, a team, speaking of which, they wrestled the last limitless show but a team to look out for because they wrestled STR on uh, I believe it was dark or dark elevation I can't keep track of the same show to me waves and curls those guys are phenomenal great energy really nice guys
0: thank you yeah wa-
1: waves and curls if you see them in your local area they' they're really they're a really good tag team and they have great energy
0: well when, well next early next year when you go to these events let me know I'll shoot up for a night. Know,
1: I'll I'll let you know. Like, yeah, like I said, these shows are like, I don't know what December is going to look like because generally Limitless didn't run in December. I don't think they've actually ever had a show in December, so I don't know what happened. I assume they must be doing one this year because their their next show is November 13th, uh, Prize Possession. I believe tickets are still available. Let me double check on their website.
0: It'll, <laughs> I be, haven't like, heard. it'll be already next year by, by the time I get It's Christmas. Two kids, Christmas. Yeah. That's
1: congrats hey. on the sex, by the way.
0: Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate <laughs> that. Right after we watched the R. Kelly documentary. What does that say? Oh it was a f- accident. I was like, what? Sick? I was yeah. like, thank General God.
1: admission tickets are still available, so it's only 20 bucks. They're shipping tickets out now because we I was actually at AEW the night they went when they went on sale and I was getting front row for the friend of mine who I'm like, I've been able to master how to figure out how to get front row, which I'm not going to tell you people because I don't want anyone else getting front row. Like I said, you literally have to like right at seven o'clock. You have to be ready. You have to have your PayPal ready to go. You got to have all your information ready right at seven o'clock, or you're going to lose out on front row seats. They're hard to come by.
0: I also tried.
1: Yeah. But I mean, at worst, you just got to become buddy buddies with people who get there right at five o'clock, you know, hold two hours before the gates open. So mm-hmm. that way you can just get good seats. Like I show up at like five 45. I have my good work friend, Andrew, who I go with. He's was there early. So I'm like, Hey, Andrew, I'm just going to show up a little bit later than you, but I'm going to cut the line and stand with you.
0: So you show up there at five 45. Yeah. What time does the event start? 7 30.
1: Yeah. It's not ideal that you have to stand out. So I loved when, before the pandemic they used to sell VIP, which was front row and 30 minute early entrance to everyone. So like everyone used to get in at seven and you could get in at like six 30, which I didn't utilize it for the autograph side. I just utilized it for the not standing in the cold. The good old days, right? yeah the good old days but yeah i'll I'll keep you uh, in the loop of when shows are so that way yeah because they are always Saturdays they to my knowledge that's when they're going to be they used to just always be Fridays now they're always Saturday
0: Saturday works better for me anyways
1: yeah whatever you're doing these days
0: yeah, absolutely nothing just watching two kids
1: hashtag house dad uh,
0: house yeah. Husband. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah house husband yeah yeah,
1: all all strive to be you in that sense of just not having to work like not just, that you don't do things but you know just the shoot. fact that like you don't have to have like a 9 to 5 job Me, meanwhile
0: I'm going looking at my coffee going like is that a turd falling in my coffee <sniffs> that has happened before
1: a turd or a twix a
0: turd, a turd no it was a legit turd because we're working on I train with Michael
1: I don't even want to know how it ended up in your cup.
0: <laughs> I don't even know. It's just, you know, I go get my coffee and I'm like, what's that falling in there? Now, the salt and the tea, I did not catch until oh. I took a sip of it. So that was, yeah. But that's for another story, another time. But Alex, thank you very much for coming on and me a lowdown of us.
1: I'll definitely. Yeah. So the next show, Prize Possession, coming up on next Saturday, the 13th here. I got to pull up my facebook to get the event here yeah usually that's the best way to keep track because also they don't always announce all the matches performance oh hey speaking of which just announced today waves and curls is coming back next month or in next week so check them out but we got rip bison and art which is ava everett aka miss anthony green as well as ricky smokes and the dime piece who's this guy like both of them are kind of newer to the scene Trying to think what the other matches are. I'm trying to find them. No, I lost it. Dang it! But no, um, the main event is Alec Price versus Anthony Green for the for the Limitless title. And I, my prediction is I think it's a coronation for Alec Price. Where I was not the one who jumped on the bandwagon when he kind of made that face turn, but he has really earned the respect. And now that's why he turned face in Limitless. He is really a phenomenal athlete. And again, he's only 23 years old, which is just insane. I know like Vic, I'm talking to you about <laughs> these young whippersnappers who are only five years younger than me.
0: <laughs> no, it's, you know what, they're going to be the future of the business. So when Michael is old enough to enjoy wrestling, to be watching them on AEW. Exactly. WWE. Yeah,
1: there's, there's a lot of great talent. I'm sure Ace Romero, I don't know if he's oh, I think he was advertised. Let me see if I can find any other match listings here at this moment. Um, Oh, Kevin Blackwood's returning after. He's been gone for a bit since Daniel Garcia lost the title a couple months ago. We haven't seen Blackwood, so it'll be good to see him again. It's been a while. But yeah, check it out, LimitlessWrestling.com or just check them out on YouTube. They're a very extensive library of a lot of matches. I don't know if they, I think they should have a playlist of how to introduce yourself to Limitless Wrestling, like these key matches. If there was one I could recommend for you to watch, I'd have to double check like right now if it's on on their youtube but it was main state posse versus the workhorseman at the 2019 vacation land cup probably one of my favorite matches, all of limitless jd drake anthony henry formerly of nxt as well and then msp uh it's danger kid and um aiden aggro they just tore the house down and they had a hell of a match and I, I, I. Admittedly, tag team wrestling is not 100% my thing, but those two guys, they, they brought it. I'm scrolling as fast as I can. Jeez, where is it? Yeah, the Mainstay Posse. It's on YouTube. Mainstay Posse versus the Workhorseman. It's highly, I recommend it. It was one of my favorite matches I've seen in the three years I've been going.
0: I'll check that out tonight. Actually,
1: yeah. thank you for the
0: I'll,
1: I'll, I'll send you. I'll get the link. I'll actually send it to you on Facebook so that way you have it.
0: I appreciate that. Thank you. Well, thank you. Alex, thank you, thank you for coming on. We'll get you on the next, like, next couple of months when you're going to a women's event, and you can just give us an update on that, and I'll definitely come up see it sometime soon.
1: Yeah, I'll definitely I'll, – I'll have to come back on. Thanks for having me.
0: Oh, Anytime, man.
1: You know you're always welcome here. You take care of yourself. You too, man. Yeah, bye-bye.